0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: To the Bubble Hour, where real people tell real stories of addiction and recovery. My name is Amanda, and I am joined tonight by my co-host Ellie. Hi, Ellie.
2: Hey, Amanda.
1: How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: (laughs) Good, good. Um, Jean and Catherine have the night off tonight, so we're sending them lots of sober love over the airwaves. And um, tonight we are going to talk about celebrating so. Oh my God, sobriety (laughs) milestones. We'll see if I can talk tonight. Um, Getting sober is not easy, and many say the first 90 days are critical. This is a time when we are learning a whole new way of life, and it can be very difficult and confusing. Celebrating milestones, whether it's 24 hours, 30, 60, 90 days, or years, helps us to see how far we have come and helps us to recommit to staying sober. Most recovery programs celebrate milestones by giving out a token, either a chip or a keychain or some other um, trinket, um, and this is helpful to the recipient- um uh, to the recipient and other members of the group to see that long term sobriety is possible. So tonight we are going to talk about how celebrating milestones has helped us with our recovery and some of the special things that we have done to celebrate and with us tonight, we have two wonderful guests, Angel and Danielle. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hello, hi
0: thanks for having <laughs> hi. us
2: thanks
1: for being here. Yes, thank you for being on the show tonight. Really appreciate it. Um, so before we get into the, to- and I should mention too, both both of these ladies have been on the show before, so you may recognize their voices. Um, and so they're veterans. And um, but before we get into the topic, we'd like to uh, get to know them a little bit better. So Angel, um, why don't we start with you? Could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Sure, Amanda. Hi, everybody. I'm Angel, and I am um, almost three years in recovery now. Um, I am 38. I'm a mom. I'm married. Um, I have a teenage daughter, uh, which is fabulous, despite what people (laughs) say. And (laughs) it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm currently, actually, in my last semester of working on my master's in social work. And because I'm in recovery. It's gone towards um, working in the field of addictions because it's really opened up a whole new realm for me, and it's been a fabulous journey. I, um, I've, Like I said, I've been sober for almost uh, three years, and it finally got to a point in my life that my drinking was was getting out of hand, you know, the whole... Mom being perfectionist and and everything and I know a lot of people can relate to that. It's just it gets out of out of control and and enough was enough and I finally you know did it and it has been an amazing experience and life changing and it's it's been it's been so much fun and I've been able to do things like this. And I'm also a, um, a girl scout leader to my daughter's girl scout troop and doing lots of, lots of fun things. So (laughs) that's me in a nutshell.
2: That's awesome. Thank you.
3: (laughs) Hey, that's awesome.
1: Angel. Thank you.
0: Um, How about
1: you, Danielle? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Sounds good. Thanks again for having me on tonight, you guys. Um so I am also a person in long-term recovery, which for me means that I have just about 2 years sober at this point. Um I'm thirty four. Oh, I'm thirty-five, sorry. I forget this. <laughs> that I don't I guess I don't pay attention anymore. Um, I think I'm just gonna keep saying the other one, but um and uh, live with my husband. We're working on the kid thing. I um knew I wanted to get sober first because I just felt like it would have been an excuse for me, you know, to kind of behave. But I, I recognize like how deep the the kind of isms were in me. Um, And I think, you know, perfectionism is what probably drove me to be aware of this even in my 20s. Like I remember saying, well, if I'm this good at work or this good at that, imagine if I never drank. Um, I just don't think that alcohol ever really served me. Um, Never felt good the next day. Um, And uh, so that was in my 20s. And then finally at um, what 32 or so I decided or 33 um, I had wanted to want it for so long and finally it kind of tipped into a like I have to do this and um, I ended up leaving my career as a sales director in the high tech industry after getting sober and um, I noticed that Services were lacking for people who I hate this term, high functioning, but um, it's hard to kind of find a better you know, way to describe it. But I, I noticed that services were lacking for people that really struggled with defining whether they did or didn't have a problem. And so I ended up in July founding an organization called Real You Revolution. And what we do is we um, provide highly customized substance use disorder services. So we'll do recovery coaching, sober companion, family support, interventions. Um, basically, we'll work with somebody from like one hour a week or we'll live with someone for three hours, for three weeks. And really, it's all about um kind of a little bit about what we're talking about tonight you know meeting people where they're at and figuring out what is that inside um issue that's like sometimes causing us to reach outward to fix it and um it's been awesome it's been um quite a learning experience for myself and uh and yeah i really love it that's great that's so cool I am Thank you, Danielle, and
3: this, I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is great. I just think it's so cool that both of you have gotten into helping other people um, in recovery, and that just, it's just—it's so neat. And I and I've known both of you since pretty much you got to, from when you got yep. sober, and it's been <laughs> yeah. amazing to watch the both of you grow. And I'm absolutely blown away by what you're both doing. That's really cool. I, um, just great stuff so you know i guess you know and and for our listeners out there it just shows you you know uh day one if nothing may feel that way but you know look at these two ladies that's a pretty huge testimonial right there absolutely um yeah all right well now that we've heard from our you know from our guests let's get into the topic and um so Angel, well, why don't why don't I start with you? You know, we wanted to talk about celebrating sobriety milestones, and I think you know, in the beginning, for well, I know for me, it was incredibly important to celebrate every little achievement that I have. I remember being, you know, like walking around, um, you know, and I'd be like, I have 16 days today, like, mm-hmm. oh my God, and that, <laughs> that that was huge to me, and. You know, I belong to a recovery program that, you know, does... Actually, you know, what was funny is Ellie um, guided me into my first AA meeting. She sat with me for seven hours the day before I went. I had just gotten out of treatment, and she drove me home, and we tried to go to a meeting and couldn't go to one. And she, um, you know, she coached me, and I went in there shivering and shaking the next day. I was crying my eyes out. I was nervous. And she neglected to tell me that I was gonna get a chip, and <laughs> oh.
2: that <laughs> <laughs> if I told you it, you wouldn't have was, gone. <laughs> it was the
1: coolest thing ever. Oh, I was like, "Oh my good. God, um because I was feeling so low about myself, um, and you know to have someone say like, "Hey, good job," just meant the world to me um so mm, for yeah. me, you know, I looked forward to each and every one of those chips and I had a sponsor in recovery who suggested that I get a chip at every meeting I went to where they had them, and I went to meetings every day of the week. And um, she said, you know, it's for the other people in the group too because it helps them to see that you know people can do this that we can, you know, we can get and stay sober. And um, so it it was definitely a huge part of my recovery. It was you know it it was a goal. You know I would I would just when my um, you know you know um they have them for every month and and then for every year and i just remember you know getting so excited about that and it was a huge thing for me so um you know that's just one little thing from me, did. I'm sure I have plenty more to say about it, but I'd like to hear from you Angels. how did um <laughs> we're not going to have me talk all night um, how, 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 <laughs> how um how did how did you feel about celebrating milestones, and what type of things did you do in the early, in the earlier days
3: oh yeah, in the early days i I'm telling you i think i I probably try to celebrate every hour.
1: You know I mean, like
3: the really you know, I was excited about every hour, but um, but for the early milestones because i I never really got into um a recovery program, so i I missed out on a lot of those chips, and I'm kind of kicking myself now, but um, what I would actually do was I would for maybe you know, like oh, the first weekend, getting through the first weekend was like so exciting for me that I would I bought myself a book. Mm -hmm. So I would I would set little I would do little little gifts for myself as I as I went through these little milestones. So maybe the first week or two weeks or something or even a very particularly hard day that I didn't pick up, I would maybe buy a nail polish. I'm like obsessed with I love doing my nails.
0: So right. I, like, I just, I, I I do, oh. <laughs> I know,
3: I like, I do. I'm So it was just like a little, it was always my little thing. So I would I would do something there with, with self-care that I was pampering myself, um, maybe a face mask that I would buy. All of this I would do myself, you know, so it wasn't expensive. It was just a few dollars. But for 30, 60, 90 days, you know, as time goes by and then I'd make it a little bit, you know, a little bit of a bigger thing, maybe have a nice sober night out you know, have dinner with some with some friends or something, um, movies. It was a, it was something. So as it and then as I went on and on, things would get a little bit bigger for um the first year I met all of you in uh, in Boston. That
2: was awesome uh, for my for my yeah. that was
3: fun. Yeah, yeah, for the for my one year uh anniversary, sober anniversary. So that was really cool but i think I think what was the big thing for me to try to get through the the first early months was just just the little like you said even with like the little things, just trying to celebrate every time I knew I was going through a hard time and I did not pick up, and I used other coping skills, and I mm-hmm. really wanted to prove just to prove to myself that I could do this and when i could actually get through something without using alcohol and use something instead i would i would do something nice for myself and that was big for me even if it was a starbucks or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: well that's awesome you know what i love is they have um there's a bunch of um sobriety apps out there and there's one that shows you how much money you save so when you say you only spend a few dollars on nail polish i remember like looking hmm. at
2: that thing, and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> yeah. yeah. So
1: anyone yeah, else there looks?
2: compare.
1: <laughs> yes, it's 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 amazing how much money we spend and we thought nothing of it. So um, it's, it's great. Yeah, you, that can you, Google, you can just Google. you
2: can Google things like sobriety calculator or recovery calculator, and they have a ton of different kinds. Some of them measure the number of heartbeats or the number of minutes, days, hours. You know, it's really it's really cool, especially in the early days. Oh yeah,
0: Definitely.
3: Yeah, the Matt. Yeah, and you can also calculate the minutes, the, the everything. You can get crazy with those calculators, and you can just yeah. see. And, it, and it's funny because you know, as time goes by, and and you don't celebrate as much as you as you would, you know, back in the early times. So it, it, it's a lot of fun to celebrate early. Keep you know, celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. I want to put that out there. Because as you get, as you keep yeah. going, you know, then you start going with the years. And it, and it's so much more fun when you can celebrate weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm just
1: glancing down at my app now, and I have 1,644 days, and that just seems, like, ridiculous to me. <laughs> I remember day one, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah, crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, thank you, Angel. How about you, Danielle? How are um how did how did you celebrate some of your earlier milestones?
0: Yeah, so actually so many things that Angel said I could identify with. Um, you know, the first, I just have to say the first time that I hit thirty days I was like, Woohoo, I'm not an alcoholic and I like <laughs> got my coin and went out and drank, like it was like cause for celebration, you know. Um, which I'm telling you because it didn't work out that well in the end, you know. um, um, One of the things that I think is really cool if you um, are open-minded enough to kind of like go in and find what works for you in a recovery program, like a 12-step program, is um, you get these 24-hour coins. And so that's basically, um, you know, 24 hours right to or desire to stop drinking. Um and basically for me what it, at the time I think the most important part of that was that um I was got out of my comfort zone enough to get up or I was with someone enough times to get those coins. And but when it was really most important was like 7 months into my sobriety, I remember having like a really tough day. And I was cleaning, and I found, like, seven or eight 24-hour coins. Yeah. And so I didn't get those, like, you know, one day in a row. It was, like, eight times that I had tried to do this. And it was just a really good reminder of, like, eight times I was, like, in that much pain. And still my built-in forgetter, like, was able to have me go back and pick up a drink again. Um so it was more yeah. about the long-term impact that that had on me. Um and then I think that, you know, another thing is when I was really ready to do this, I finally also understood the whole 24-hour mm-hmm. thing because one of the things that I always say and I say it on the show is, you know, no one wakes up and says like I wish I drank last night.
2: Yeah. And mm.
0: so for yeah. me, that milestone of, like, you know what, even if I don't feel like it, I'm going to go to bed, like, I'm going to bed. Like, sometimes my treat to myself was, like, get in bed and read, go to bed. Because mm-hmm. I knew that if I woke up, you know, that's when I was really struggling, but I knew if I woke up the next morning, I wasn't going to be like, oh, wish I drank last night, you know, um, Says so yeah. no one ever. And um, I think I, uh, it was so similar to what all of you guys said is that, I had to have, like, self-care, and we do it with clients as well. It's like, for a lot of us, like, we don't even know what we liked. Like, all I knew I liked was, like, my family and partying. Like, that's it. Like, I didn't know my interests. And and I remember another friend who got sober, she said she was at a business conference, and she was, you know, a few years sober, and she was so tempted to go up to the bar and, and grab a um a glass of wine cuz she was in her head like I deserve it. And then she had the conversation with herself like really that's what you deserve? Like is that really taking care of yourself? And she's like and I didn't drink and I never forgot that because it's something that so many people say like I deserve a drink, but like I feel like in sobriety and and with good recovery we're able to really say like what do you what is a way to really take care of yourself and treat yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and massages have always been a good one for me. And in the beginning it was like, you know, at the time I wasn't working, so I couldn't do it all the time, but still like I, I was trying to, you know, do those things as much as I could. And, um, the, there was one other thing that I was going to say in regards to that, and I lost my train of thought, um. But I think, you know, it goes back to the whole, oh, it's the energy of, you know, a lot of, like, the coaching work is about, like, not where you were yesterday. Like, where are you today and where do you want to be? And sometimes Mm -hmm. that's really hard in early recovery. Like, it's freaking so hard because sometimes you're like, I hate everything, you know. But, like, sometimes I could just figure out something that would make me happy for, like, 10 minutes, whether it was, like, being with my nieces or nephews. Or oftentimes, like, I would even write lists, and we do this with clients. Like, what are lists of things, like I say, that light you up? Like, what? so you have lists of things that are free. You have lists of things that you have to pay for. And so you have all these options to go to when it's time to kind of reward yourself. And really, if you look at recovery, like, every 24 hours for some of us in the beginning it is minute by minute. So, you know, the what a milestone really is for someone is is you know, is just as different as anyone's recovery path. Mm, good point. Oh, that's
1: such a good point, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, a milestone doesn't I I um a milestone isn't, you know, just just a date that someone else picks. It's it's really a milestone for you. It can just be getting through a particular thing, you know, like Angel said the first weekend or it can just you know, it can just be a particular fifteen minute period of time that you know is going to be really difficult for you. And I think another thing that you hit on, Danielle, that I think is so important is the celebration is really necessary for us because how did you celebrate when you drank? You drank. Right? So yeah. I mean celebrating your different milestones when, you know, in recovery, you know, it's like, I remember being like, well, I didn't really know how to celebrate besides getting my chip, and thank God that was there for me, for me because mm. I really didn't know, you know, to me, you know, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I couldn't see. Fortunately, I wasn't in that state of mind, but being like, oh, I got 30 days. I deserve a drink. You hear that <laughs> again and again and again from people. I mean, that is very common. So it's really... Um, I love the, the idea of writing down a list of, you know, um, the things that light you up and, and make you happy and, um, you know, doing those things. Even, you know, so your first thought may be like, oh, I deserve a, a reward. I, I, um, I deserve a drink. And I know for a long time, for me, that was my first thought. And, you know, Ellie, right. I think you're the one who always says, you know, the first thought, I need to just dismiss that one because that's wrong and you know maybe go to the <laughs> second or the fifth um because you know especially early on um <laughs> the first thought is usually um, going to get us into trouble so i, I absolutely.
0: love absolutely and i think you know just that first year i did it's funny in the second year i do miss like the coins it's It's something so a lot of, just for people that don't know out there, so certain meetings have traditions of giving a coin at every month. Some will just do every three, six, nine months. But, like, the meeting that was my home group did it every month. And, like, I was so freaking proud every month when I got that coin. Like, that was Mm -hmm. something that years before I was like, wow, can you imagine being sober? Like, but it was never like the, oh yeah right like that would be awesome but like it was never a reality so when I was really doing it um, I you know it, it just meant so much and I think another thing is that you might hear from people is like time doesn't matter and um, so when I got my my one year it was a very simple it's like you don't want to make a huge deal out of it because I also know a lot of people that say I'm gonna do a year and then like very shortly after they start to get back into the bad mode. So sometimes if we elevate too much of a milestone, then we crash after.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, again,
0: I feel like that's such a delicate balance. It's like you don't know. It's not like you've done it a million times before. So, um, But I, I do feel like, it, you know, people at the meeting, especially like old-timers and stuff, would say, um yep just another day just another day but you know what like no it's freaking not it's not just another day like i'm not going to sit here and um like get on my high horse because i have a gear but this is a huge deal and and i mm-hmm. at that time knew where to put that you know i knew just how much i could be proud of myself but i also knew that i'd heard people say like it becomes a little anticlimactic after that so i was very aware of, you know, changes that might occur after that, um, you know, after that milestone. But but those coins, and, and Amanda, you said it too, is like watching people get up and get those. Like I don't care how long you have. it's It's like exciting and it's such a reminder of like that we are like in this together and people are doing this every day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um
0: it's huge. Yeah, I
1: remember like you said Danielle getting my my one year and someone writing in my card like, you know, um it's just another day or you know, you know, same problem tomorrow or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who brought you I are. know and you it's like lot. I
0: get it. You get it. You get I where they're, they're, they're coming the from.
1: I'm like, remember, you don't graduate, (laughs) because someone said that to me, and that stuck with me, because I'm like, you didn't just graduate, so I think that's, you know, that is an important thing to point out, too, because it is really common um, for people to relapse around milestones, they're like, oh, I got this far, you know, I'm done, and, um, you know, I I have a particular friend who was just like, oh, I'm just going to get to 30 days, and then I'm going to drink again, and that's, you know, they're like, oh, if I can do it 30 days, then I can drink normally, and, um you know someone else said last week in a meeting they're like you know you're not here you know in in these halls by mistake you're here probably mm-hmm. because you really you know have a problem and you need help you know people don't just come here for fun so right. um you know normally if it you know because normal drinkers don't think about quitting drinking they don't really need to they don't question their drinking they don't have the dialogue that we have <laughs> for okay. years and years usually before we stop drinking you know they're not paying attention and saying, "Well, I got things under control," like I know I did. Um, you know, I'm watching it. So, yeah, those are all great points. How about you, Ellie? How's um how what are some of the, you know, your thoughts on celebrating milestones?
2: Well, obviously, well, not obviously, but I definitely um, concur with so much of what Angel and Danielle said in terms of uh, the importance of of marking it and having it be a a celebratory thing. And and, um, as you guys were talking, I was thinking, because the first time I got sober, those milestones, um, I also participate in the recovery program that gives out the chips and getting the 24-hour chip and having a room full of people clapping for me when I was hmm. so full of shame, I can remember it being so cynical in my head and thinking, I don't deserve praise for something that so many people get up and do every day. They get up and not drink every day all the time with no problem at all. Like, why is this so special? And But then that feeling of pride that I got when they pressed that coin into my hand and turning around and people are clapping and hugging you, and everybody else in my life was so incredibly pissed off at me. That it was a mm. it was an unbelievable lift to be able to think, yeah. okay, you know, this, this is a room full of people who understand what a huge deal this is, that mm-hmm. I've made this commitment and I was brave enough to stand up in front of all these people and kind of, there was an accountability factor to that, too, that I, you know, I didn't want to have to stand up in front of these people again and do yeah. it again. Um and so the first time I got sober, that, that 24-hour trip was a huge, big deal for me also. And and I really needed the encouragement because you go home and I'd go home into my house and everyone's like, well, how could you and why did you? And, you know, you're so awful and we're so mad and you're going to do it again and we can't trust you. And all of those things are valid and true. But I needed that counterbalancing force of support from people who I knew yeah. understood how hard this was because, believe me, like my husband and my Kids and my parents were not in a position to be like, "Good for you! You managed not to drink yeah. today." You know, that's not where their mindset was at all. <laughs> understandably, so um, I just, as always, want to emphasize how important that co- that community aspect of it is. And even if you're not in a program of recovery, being able to participate or have people in your life that do lift you up, lift that yeah. lift me up like that was important. Um, but that changed. I mean, I have gotten, um, you know. I'm coming up on a year very shortly, and that will be my third year medallion that I've gotten. And, you know, I've gotten 24-hour chips after some significant periods of sobriety, and that felt really different for me hmm. because I had that, you know, my ego is screaming in my ear and saying, oh, you know, big whoop, you've done this before. I, was, I felt jaded about it to a degree, kind of like, well, we'll see how this goes. You know, I've been here before, and... I still had that same feeling of support from the people around me, but I had so much uh, more self-doubt and shame, thinking I should have known better and how could this happen to me. So the self-care milestones became even, or celebrations became even more important for me coming back from a relapse um, because I really needed, I mean, the lack of self-care, interestingly, was one of the big reasons I relapsed to begin with. So it forced Mm. me to refocus. On that, and it can be something as small as a bottle of nail polish and a manicure, or um, you know, making you know, exercising or carving out times to meditate. Or just it was me time. It was a lot of just making sure I had time for myself. Um, oh, what was the other thought that I had? Also, oh, I know the other thing. It, it, backtracking just a little bit, the first time I got sober, the other thing that helped me a lot was to be able to have people that i could tell like when i did what i thought was going to be a hard thing and i'll give you an example like not even just getting through a weekend and the things that i was expecting to be hard but i would always have a glass of wine when i gave my small children a bath and it was like unimaginable to me that i was going to go through an entire bath with a toddler and a baby and not have a glass of wine like it just seemed insurmountable the first time i got sober and so when i did give my children a bath without having a glass of wine i had somebody to tell that to like hey guess (laughs) what i did and you know i can't call up Susie, neighbor who does give care kids baths without a substance all the time and say where's my parade i just bathed my children and i was sober you know to be able to have somebody say oh my god i remember that and um I I kind of liken it to, and this is something other people can relate to. Like when we're dieting, and we go down a size, what do we do? We go out and we reward ourselves with a, you know, a pair of jeans that fits better or something that just makes us feel good about our accomplishments. It's the same thing, or it was the same thing for me in early recovery, where I would say to myself, "I just did something that when I was drinking seemed unimaginable," and I did it sober. Um, mm. I was one of the Amanda mentioned the. Um, app that talks about saving the money, one of the things that I did was take the money I was saving and put a big chunk of it away in a savings account, and I saved up for a trip. For But ironically, I didn't really want to go on a trip because I sort of thought, I, well, you know, I, I can't go on a trip without drinking, but let's see how I feel when I have enough money to go away. And so I was able to save quite a substantial amount of money because I wasn't buying alcohol, and um by the time i got to the point where it was close to a year and um i thought to myself wow you know this is going to be hard i'm not i'm not really even sure how i'm going to feel about going away but i've saved this money i've committed to this i'm going to go do something with my family and um you know do it sober and it was it was awesome i mean it was i felt accomplishment not just because i was away and i was sober but because i had saved the money because i'm sober and i can do this um so it was setting kind of cautious milestones, like cautious horizons. So I guess it's a long-winded way of saying there's the little things that I would do for myself on a daily basis. Um, you know, if getting through the bath time, I might say, okay, you know, hand the kids over to my husband and say, I'm going to go read for an hour, or, you know, get some me time. And then longer-term milestones that were something that I was looking forward to long-term. But there's absolutely, I just want to underscore this, no way that that would have been successful had I been only in my own head. I needed other people in recovery to say to me, good job. I know that was hard. And, you know, when I came back from my relapse, I was so full of shame. And, you know, I had this idea that I was like the worst alcoholic in the world because, you know, I can't just be your average garden variety anything. I have to be the best or the worst of everything. (laughs) So to have other people who came back from relapse come and say, yeah, I remember getting that 24-hour chip, and it didn't feel so hot the second time around, and good for you, I knew that was hard. So to seek the people out that could identify and um, give me a shot in the arm when it was really kind of hard for me to do it myself, that was
0: pretty I couldn't uh, – this is Danielle, Ellie. I couldn't agree more with you on the whole – the milestone thing. It's funny, too, on, like, some of the online groups, you'll hear people say – I know it's probably not a big deal to someone, but, you know, I just got 25 days or, and that just goes back to that whole um, thing of like, you know, recovery, we're not cookie cutter people. There's a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences and every one of our situations, recovery is, is different. And it's like every little bit of, um, you know, every, there's so many, like you are saying, just like there's so many firsts you know and and i know that you guys were saying like the bubble hour's done a show on first but like in your first year like that's why it's such a big deal like first wedding sober you know first date sober first trip sober like all of those are freaking huge milestones
3: those, yeah. all
0: of them it's like check one off the box and next time you know what you're you know up against because you've already done it i mean that's exactly what a milestone is
2: yeah the first yeah. time that you that you Either go out to with your coworkers after and don't have a drink, or say, "No, I'm not going to go out with you guys." And instead of going home and sulking about it, saying, "Instead, I'm going to go get a big fat ice cream sundae," or I'm going to go, you know, treat myself to a movie I've been wanting to see or something. I mean, it's yeah. substituting the holes that stopping drinking leaves in our lives because it, it leaves a pretty big hole when we first stop. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, it does absolutely.
1: Oh, God, I
2: just had a <laughs>
1: thought and I lost it. <laughs> oh, we do that on this show sometimes. It,
2: yeah, you know, It was going to change you everything. Caught up in listening. We're going to change yeah, our lives, and um, Amanda forgot it.
1: Oh, I know. I, I was just going to say, it, 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 it's a big. If it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal. Um, oh, that's a good it's, point. It's yeah. It's really just, you know, it's, it's so it's, true. It's, you know, and we're so not used. We're so used to. I don't know. I don't know about you, ladies, but I know I was so used to nothing was a big deal about me. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, I just felt I had nothing to celebrate. So it was a whole learning thing for me. I, I, I just, it was such a huge learning thing for me to, yeah, know, just think... to celebrate myself about anything. Yeah, right. Go ahead, Angel.
3: No, no. Oh, no. Who is
0: that? Somebody else. No,
3: nope, go something. ahead, Angel. <laughs> oh, Oh, no. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because I, I completely, completely agree with you about not feeling that I would just go along with my day. And and while I was drinking, that was kind of my fuel to, to push myself and to keep going and stuff. And I didn't give myself any credit for anything that I ever did, because I just assumed that that's what you do. And you don't get credit for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to be, you know, on top of everything and you have to be, everything to everybody and spread yourself thin to such an extent, you know, this is what I thought, you know, and you don't get those kudos and you don't get the great job because this is what you do. So it's nice to be able to celebrate yourself and to say, you know what, I did, I did great. And I remember when I joined the online group and, um, and I was there eight days and I had put in, hi, I'm new here. I'm eight days sober, and I didn't think that was a big deal at all because I'm like, well, crap, you know, everybody else has got, you know, they're talking about months and years, and Mm -hmm. here I am. I made it over one week, and I was excited, but I was like, whatever. And everybody said, hey, nice to meet you. Congratulations on eight days, and I was so thrilled. I was like, wow, I guess this is good. This is a big deal, And and I'm allowed. I'm allowed to be happy about this. I'm allowed to feel good about this about something that I did. And that was big. That was a big, good first
0: step for me. I was going to (laughs) say, this is
3: Danielle, something
0: like right along the lines of that is that, you know, part of what was so healing for me in the recovery process was people saying, do everything the opposite of how you did it before. (laughs) Well, I never loved myself. I never took care of myself. Everything was never enough. And, you know, you're not doing enough of anything. And um, so, I was really, really mindful of doing the opposite of that at the time. And I think that's what was so wonderful about that time, because it was like, nope, guess what? The rule is you have to take care of yourself. And I mean, being totally candid, it's funny because I've been struggling more lately than I have in a while. And it's just even talking about this stuff. And Angel, I think you even said it. It's like, you start to forget. I mean, like, that doesn't go, that should never go away, like, that self-love and that self-care. And I can say, oh, yeah, well, I am putting self-care first, but it's like, to what extent?
2: Mm -hmm. It's almost
0: like, you know, when we're new in recovery, it's so, I listened, I'm very good at listening to rules, probably because I wanted to be a pleaser, you know? So, like, the first teacher (laughs) I ever had, yeah, I'll listen. And even in recovery, when I was really ready, I listened to everything that was told to me, and it was the best thing in the world because, like, I didn't get in my own way. And um, so, again, it's that whole, you know, by being able to just love yourself no matter what, what people tell you, even if it's the hardest thing you do, um, that is, like, a big part of the healing process. And, And obviously that's something that you're giving yourself, like, every day. I
2: think yeah. that's such an excellent point Danielle and that makes me think of something else too and it's it's you know ties back to a another show that we've done about you know the ways that we talk to ourselves and the ways that we treat ourselves and and um I was just thinking this recently cuz I'm coming up on on my year and I was uh, actually talking to a bunch of recovery friends a few nights ago and you know I can get into this place where the, the if I'm not taking care of myself and I hear my inner dialogue change you know the way that i the way that i treat myself and i was kind of complaining about the snow and cabin fever and stuck in <laughs> the kids in the house and the blah 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 and then i kind of i just yank I, i'll I'll use milestones i mean you hear this expression sometimes like look back but don't stare you know to try to remember like to, rem- to remember to remember to remind myself that it is less than a year ago that i was at probably the lowest point that i have been in my entire life you know after my third relapse and facing 90 days in treatment and not sure if I'd get my kids back and i mean it was really really awful and to go oh my god that wasn't even a year ago
3: and yeah so when those
2: when those days start to get long and i start to get in that it's not that i have to be here with my kids in this snowy day in my house i get to be here with my kids on this snowy day in my house you know and it's it's reframing it both to help with the yeah. self care and self talk but it's also it's such a huge acknowledgement it kind of hit me upside the head like wow you've you've accomplished a lot in 11 months yeah. i mean you know yeah. you didn't think you'd be here if you'd showed me a picture of what my life looks like now on that on that day one i wouldn't have believed you right and so and that's part of that i think that's what can get a little bit more jaded as as we get more recovery is that you know so it might not seem like a that big of a deal to get a three-year medallion because it doesn't feel as big as one. But, wow, look at all Angel's been able to do in three years. You know, that's it's that constant um, sort of, touch it look back and touch it just enough to be able to say yep you're right you know it is getting better because we certainly feel our awful days pretty strongly at least i do Hmm. I have no problem figuring out what isn't going right (laughs) that's so true. that's first nature to me but uh, you know the more and more if i'm if i'm really in a good headspace and focusing on self-care that i i realize what a gift you know one of the things that i'll do to as part of this you know celebrating is and I did this a lot in early recovery also, was I would go do things at a time of night that I never could have before because that was my drinking time. Like, hello, go to a 7.30 movie?
3: That was <laughs> that exciting? They
2: don't serve so alcohol in movies. movies. I would never have gone.
3: No. Yeah,
2: that was an hour and a half into my drinking time. Forget it. Yeah. So. You know, I might be feeling kind of grumpy, but look at me! I can go sit in this movie theater and I can enjoy the movie and remember it the next day. And look at me go! You know, that was things like that can be Thanks a too. can be a good way to celebrate, also.
3: Yeah, yeah or, uh, it's Angel here. Um, or I remember, you know, in the in the nice weather, of course. Uh, you know, in the evening, watching people go for walks. You know, families <laughs> go for walks, and I always was. I always admired that, but I was always <laughs> drunk. And passed out So being able to start doing that Was a big thing for me You know, going out after dinner Having a walk with the dogs uh, And stuff, and it's just those little things Where you're like, wow I'm out, it's in the evening, I feel great We're all talking I'm not sitting on the couch Drinking, wallowing Mm -hmm. in my own Sorrows, and I Feel good This is awesome, and that was amazing
2: Yeah yeah. I That's remember cute. feeling that way, too. I'd see somebody jog by at, like, 6 yeah. p.m. on my road and be like, wow, look at <laughs> Who that, <does> that? <laughs>
3: They must be, like, president of everything.
2: I could never do that.
3: <laughs> right,
2: right. <laughs> Cracking open another beer and watching them jog like, by. Like, weirdo, what are they
3: doing? <laughs> They're, like, outside yeah. enjoying life.
0: Is some Yeah. Them, why are they doing that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they could be in drinking right now.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That like there's a there's a that someone always says I used to you know sit on the bar stool talking about all the wonderful things that I was gonna do. Yeah. You know, and never mm-hmm. did them.
2: Never in did them. them. Oh
1: That's my so, gosh. So true. That's true. So true. You know, just listening to you ladies, it just occurs to me, and I know we have some listeners that are, you know, not you know, not problem drinkers, and, um, you know, it's just, I just wish that everyone had the benefit of recovery, like just listening to you, all of you with, like, the self-care and the things that we do and learning to talk to ourselves differently. Like, I'm very grateful to be, you know, that's when you hear about people saying they're grateful to be an alcoholic. I think that's why, is, like, I never... Mm-hmm. Stopped and took care of myself when I was drinking, and never even thought about it. Um, and I, I, Danielle, I wish you had been—you—you you had been there. Um, but when we were at, um, the, we had a meet up in Boston with some mm-hmm.
2: um,
1: uh, women from an online group and randomly there was a parade went by. <laughs> Do you
2: remember <laughs> that? Oh, I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was just, I yeah.
1: forget what it was called. It was like the Anything Parade or a parade to have a parade. Oh, or just, like, a, it was like was a just because.
2: Yeah, just because. Yeah, just awesome. a parade. Yes. <laughs> That's <was> so
0: <laughs> cool.
1: <laughs> the
0: Anything Parade, I love it.
2: And we,
1: of
0: yeah. course, yeah, we all was, thought it was that, there that, for was, us. I'm telling yeah.
3: you, it was the best one-year um, sober anniversary I could ever have. I got to have a parade, yeah, and I got to spend <laughs> it with right. <laughs> with a ton of great friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, that was cool. fabulous, and that was something I never delicious. would have done, right? Ever, yeah. And that's that's a big that's a big thing. I mean, I jumped in my car and drove eight hours, and I loved every moment of it. And I never would have done that. That would have been yeah. crazy. Yeah, so yeah. i have taken so many great risks. And have done so many things that I never thought I would do. It, it's wonderful. I have. I've done that way that even, more
1: like, sober.
3: Oh, I was. Sorry, I was ahead, just minute. saying, I've
1: done way more, uh, way more sober than I ever did drinking. Like I, it, like so, being sober is freedom. Like you, you can do yeah. just like you said, Ellie. Like going, I do that. I, I you know, I, I, I still do it now. I'm like, look at me. I'm out driving at two o'clock in the morning, and 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 no one's gonna pull me <laughs> over. Yeah,
0: and if they do, you'll be Please pull me
1: over.
3: I'm not drinking. Mm -hmm, (laughs) That happened to me, and I was yes.
2: Yep. Well, and also just acknowledging the freedoms that come, and anybody who's struggled with active daily addiction will understand this. Like you know, when the snowstorms were coming, I was sort of chuckling to myself because I sort of thought this was such a huge problem for me before. Like, I I need to stock up. What if I can't get in the car? What if I can't go there? What if I have to, you know, what if I run out? How do I, but if I get too much, yes. then I'm going to drink it all. Then I'm going to, I mean, just even the freedom from the obsessive thinking is such a gift. And even on my worst, most miserable, self-pitying days, I am no longer plagued with that. I no longer that have to. That
0: is a huge part. It is, <laughs> it is like a huge the, part. The mind space of how many hours a day we, I feel like in the beginning, sometimes a day seemed so long Because, like, my life was consumed with, like, going to the bar after work or, like, thinking about how much I could drink that night or, you know, should I be drinking? Like, when am I going to get my life together? Like, all of that goes away. And, I mean, not overnight, but, like, that is, like, mindshare that we get back for other more important things. Yep.
3: Yeah. And it's not, you're right. I mean, it's not overnight, um, but... It does, and it ebbs, and little by little, day by day, you think less and less of it, and then all of a sudden, you're in the middle of an afternoon, and you're like, "Wow, I haven't thought about a drink yet. Yeah, this is so cool. Now that's yeah. a milestone right there. That is a big and, one. Yeah, yeah, and that, that you know when you finally have that realization that you have hmm. not thought about it, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, this is the coolest thing ever." and it's so it's exciting because it does and and you think in the very beginning that it's that it, you're always going to have these obsessive thoughts and they're always going to be there and they're not yeah. and that's why i always try to tell everybody just remember every day you wake up it's going to get better and better and better it is it'll it'll start ebbing away and next thing you know you're like i don't even remember it it's okay you know i'm i i made it i made it a few hours which is cool And and it just gets better.
2: I remember the first three days, the first time I got sober, the first three days, I was actually waiting to get into treatment and I was trying not to drink. And I remember I would look at the long hand on the clock and it was on 12, and I'd be like, okay, I can make it until it gets to the 5. That's 25 minutes. And I would set it mm-hmm. to that, and if i if i if I can't make it, then I'll drink if i can't if I really have to at twenty five minutes, but then I'd feel good about those twenty five minutes to say okay, now I can wait until it gets to the nine I mean it was grueling, grueling stuff, but yeah. every minute I was sober, it was literally a minute under my belt i mean that's exactly how it felt, right,
1: yeah, and that's important i mean there's because there's, there's there's different times too, you know when and that that isn't just in the beginning. That can be you know, Danielle was talking about, you know, having a hard time at seven months, you know, that particular day you know right. you, you needed to find those coins. You know, you needed to you yep. needed that reminder because that day was hard. Like, you know, a milestone can
0: come at any time. You know, that's and you don't you know sometimes. Know. Right.
2: No. right. Right.
0: Like you, you something that you think could be a really triggery day for you, you can go and be like, wow, that was no problem. And something that you think is going to be a complete breeze ends up being like the toughest time that you've had so far.
2: Yeah. Like sometimes
0: yeah, yeah. there's no rhyme or reason to that. And that's where it's like remembering in life, like that things are just in constant flux, like the good things pass but so don't the bad ones. That's just, you know, how life on life's terms goes. It's just that a lot of us, you know, aren't comfortable living with that when we're in, you know, active drinking. And And I think a lot of things you... Go ahead,
1: ahead, Ellie.
0: I was was going to say, I
1: think a lot of times it sneaks up on us, sorry. It sneaks up on us because... Like, um, you know, like a wedding or something like that, the first wedding that you go to, you're prepared for that. You have a plan, you're doing this, and it could be just like some random thing that happens, like at work, someone catches you completely off guard. I had someone, they, they came around with champagne at noon because we had, like, we won a big project, and all of a sudden they're going around, they're like, here, have a glass of champagne, and it was totally unexpected, and I didn't want it, and the guy who was offering it to me knew I was sober. I was like, dude, are you insane? Get away from me, and... But it it was kind of it, it. But then I thought about it all day. I was like, right. I, I was on, you know. I was just like, I was thinking. I was more thinking. Oh, look at me! I, you know, like I, I, I didn't have to drink. But I, at the same time, I was, you know, the obsessive thoughts kicked off, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I just need to go home. You know, get me out of this building right now. And and, and um, it was just, you know, it, it's those time, those moments that
2: take you by surprise.
3: Yeah. Right. The harder, moment and,
2: and the feelings, too. I can, you know, I, I've uh-huh.
3: been
2: doing a lot of, we did so much work in treatment on getting through bad feelings. When you think about it, alcoholism, addiction, I mean, it's all about not liking the way you feel and feeling as though yep. you have the power to change it. And so right. for me to be able to get through one day where I'm incredibly bored without drinking, that's a milestone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. to get through. Yeah blistering anger at somebody and not drink is huge and then uh, do that enough times to realize, yep, these feelings don't last forever. They just feel like they're going to. Right. And, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's the power bed. But like Danielle says, oftentimes I'll nap. I napped a ton in early recovery because it was the only way I could safely turn my brain off for a little while.
3: Mm-hmm. And I just gave yep.
2: myself permission to do that and that in turn helped me hear a little bit of my perfectionism too, which was a nice side Ugh. effect. You know, allowing myself to binge watch on Netflix or allowing myself to take a nap or play, you know, I don't know, Candy Crush for an hour. That's not something I would have done before because that that does not fit into the what I see as what a productive human being does. But, you know, this sober woman does it all the time just to to make my brain stop talking to me for a little while.
3: Right, right.
1: Oh, my God, right. I had such a bad computer game habit for a while. <laughs> oh yeah. God, it was, it was, now I don't play them I at I had such all. a food no habit time. for a while. So. I can remember talking <laughs> to you,
2: Amanda, one time, and you were like, I'm sorry, I need to hang out now because I need to go plant my crops on Farmville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was <laughs> like, hey, as long as you're not drinking, I don't care how many crops That's of wheat awesome. you plant
1: on Facebook. Right. Go ahead. Too funny. Oh, I, say I didn't do that. You did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and look at you now.
1: Yeah, that's what wow. I was going to
2: say. I Love don't
1: even it. play it anymore. Good
2: Good
0: girl. Oh, you through. Think, uh, that's a great point, though. I think it, just another reminder is like telling yourself, like, I when I hear the showtime. Like movie channel, like the beginning come up. I still have like flashbacks of early recovery because I was like binge watching Dexter and all yep. these shows, and it's yeah. just. It, and I know other people have talked about it. Like, like I had to just look for that day because, like, but like the old me, it was like we don't watch TV you know like we don't mm-hmm, do that yeah. like and we're too perfect for that and like it was just about getting through the day and you know what if because i didn't worry about it and i did what i needed that day over time um i it, it things leveled out again and like tv was then like a normal thing in my life i think we have this um you know the whole catastrophizing things like just cuz it's like this now i'm going to do this forever Well, the the
2: black and white thinking,
0: right? Yeah, and, like, oh, oh my God, like, right now I'm addicted to television. Like, no, just, like, worry about right now. I mean, like, I I would literally watch, like, eight hours of, like, Dexter. Like, that's
3: what I am now. I'm a Dexter watcher. That's
0: all I can do. I know. But it was. But if I worried okay. then that 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 was how my life was going to be forever, exactly. you know, I clearly would have drank. And it was like, no, like this is just right now. This is just right now. Like, yep. you know, if you're doing this in four months, we can revisit it. But like, this is what you have to do right now. Well,
2: and that is self care because there were I was such right. a nutball running around all the time. I mean, I had a busy addiction. I had to be busy all the time and working all the time and. <laughs> You know, I, I I probably wanted to sit down and watch a couple of hours of Dexter, but I didn't allow myself those things.
0: Ellie, and didn't so, you just post something on that? It was the best post. <laughs> it said, "Stop glorifying busy." Stop glorification like, in- of
2: busy. Yep.
0: Awesome post. Yeah, loved it.
2: But it's another anyways. form of another form of escape. Busy Distraction, is. right? Right. Yep.
3: Yes, it is. And I think it and keeps us the- sick
2: the more sober we are the busier we tend to get because our lives get pretty full and they get pretty rich and they not like monetarily necessarily but just it that was definitely a slippery slope for me i i mean all all of my wildest dreams came true and then some and you know i i you hear people say don't let what recovery gave you get you away from recovery but that's what happened to me
0: yeah like the fundamental slip
2: right Right. And so yeah. being able to you know, it would have been really good for me to watch a little Dexter instead of working fourteen <laughs> <Yep>. hour days. <laughs> oh, so true. Well
1: we're we are <clears throat> getting near oh, well, well, we're at the at the close of the show. Um and I was just I was gonna ask if there were any um any unique or um Special types of celebrations or goals that you set for yourself that you've done along the way, besides the, you know, in addition to the, you know, the the other milestones that we talked about. Is there uh, or any closing thoughts that you'd like to add? So um, why don't I start with you, Angel? Any anything that you'd like to share on that?
3: Um, Well, for goals, I uh, my main goal was to. graduate from college and get my master's degree, which I will be doing in May. So that's, that's exciting. Awesome. So, I mean, it's still coming, but i mean, like, that's a big, big thing for me. Uh, very exciting about that. Um, and then, you know, I I think seriously, though, just to, I was setting goals of just getting through each semester that I haven't really been able to focus too much. But my my other goal for the summer is to learn how to surf. So oh, cool! Awesome. I'm hoping that like I can go somewhere and learn how to surf because I I'm, I really would like to. So that's a goal. That's my that's my new goal for after I am done with college and I get situated. That that's my big deal. I want to learn how to surf, and I would never ever have done that. Ever if I was still drinking.
2: Love that. That's so, awesome. So
3: yeah, so that's that's my big that's my big new thing.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. How
0: about you, Danielle? Um, well, I think one of my, my closing thoughts is just in the beginning. And when it comes to this stuff where we have such a tendency to not, um, you know, be used to taking care of ourselves and things like that, just remember to like, listen to the people who are doing it, like listen to the people who have what you want. Um, you know, even if it's so against, you know, everything that feels comfortable. And um, just from being on this show tonight, I'm sitting here like, you know what, like it's time for me to get some of those like fundamentals back into my life. And um, like on the, you know, in regards to the self-care and everything like that. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out what my um, two-year anniversary, my two-year milestone vacation is going to be.
2: So mm, that's my
0: nice. so thank you guys for that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A plan. yeah, I'm like, you know what? Like this is crazy, you know, like this is everything. This is we don't have anything without our sobriety. And it's like to minimize that because time goes by, like, I just I feel like, you know, it it can't happen.
2: Yeah.
0: Definitely not.
2: That's a good one. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's awesome. God, <clears throat> my voice. How about you, Ellie? Well mine's gonna sound a little strange probably, but um I I have a problem with goals. I, I definitely I have I have I got into so much trouble with um starting things and building things and new ideas and aiming for things that my my sole focus has been to learn how to just be for a while and it um which is not to say I'm lazy and complacent and, and lie around and do nothing, but I have sort of a self imposed day by day structure in my life right now and it's extremely peaceful and I'm I'm really I'm really okay with it and I'm surprised that I'm okay with it. I have to fight crazy ideas all the time and I so many things that I wanna do, that's not the problem, which is a it's a good problem to have, and I never thought I'd have it when I was drinking. So I write them in a little dream book and I put the book to the side and so the day will come I I have time to do those things but for now you know it's really all about self-care and my kids and my recovery. So I have to I have to kind of hold myself in check. But I also, you know, I my year is coming up at the end of March and uh I have been feeling pretty weird about it. Kind of like, okay, yep, yeah, here we go again. And um, that's just not okay. It's not the right frame of mind. I'm going to make sure that I make that a big day for me and surround myself with the people who know that it's a big deal and allow them to lift me up and not, you know, we've talked about this in another show, like to receive the, the congratulations and the love that's coming my way and not deflect it with, oh, yeah, I know I've done this before and be jaded and cynical about it. Because you know what? I mean, I'm really lucky I'm back. I'm really blessed and grateful that I made it back, and so I'm going to honor it in a, some sort of appropriate way and not try to shove it under the rug, which is what I'm tempted to do.
1: Awesome. You know, and don't you think for one second oh. that I won't be there. <laughs> well, and then
2: again, <laughs> you know, Amanda's, Amanda's my best friend, and she doesn't do anything small, so I'm going <laughs> <she's like> to <laughs> go big or go home kind of girl, and I'm going to follow her lead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think and that's I, so I think great, Allie. Oh, thank you. I love you. that. Yeah. I know. And I think the goal of just just being is is um is I should say ungoal or non-goal is yeah. a huge anti-goal. goal. And and yeah, anti-goal. Goal. And I think and, and I guess I don't think of goals that that uh, I can't, I'm not a big goal person either. So I guess that's it's it's you know, it's just kind of a word. I think I just read it online. You know, it's it's, <laughs> it's really it's, I mean my 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 biggest um thing is working on letting go and mm-hmm. it's really you know so that's um getting back to um where i was earlier in my recovery where i was able to let things go like life you know you um we talk about you know life more things come your way when you get sober because more people look to you because you're available and you show up and, um, you know, but that also, it, you know, puts additional pressure on you. So I've been working a lot on just letting go, and I got into this weird place where I was taking things more, I've been taking things more personally in my life than, you know, I used to, and, like, how'd that happen? And so trying to, you know, revamping it back to that and, you know, just let go. Like, you know, life is short. Enjoy it. Live free. You know. Have fun. Um, yeah. You know, I hate when I get all like wrapped up in things and, you know, like stupid stupid things and, you know, and it's it's just, I, you know, so uh, so let's you know, non-goals are great. <laughs> yeah. All right,
2: so you you but, sell, you throw me a big party for my one year and I'll help you chill out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love it. We'll do that together. <laughs> that works. That works for me. We'll have the well,
1: we anti anti party. <laughs> the anti party. Um, We were chatting before the show went live And uh, just about one of the things that um, I had wanted to do Is I used to go to the Caribbean every year To an all-inclusive, like, wild party um, You know, vacation for one week every year And when I got sober, I was just like I can never go to the Caribbean again I never thought I could do that And um, I just got back from the Caribbean At an all-inclusive resort and had the best time of my life on a vacation, I relaxed, mm-hmm. I did virtually nothing, and just really, really, you know, stayed in the moment, and just had a great time, and it was so wonderful, I remember every last bit of it, I'm, mm-hmm. the pictures of me, I look clear, and my eyes are bright, it's not like this slobbery mess, and it's, you know, you have these pictures of you on vacation, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't show anyone those. I just look at them look like a disaster. <laughs> there's, there's there's, so many ways that it was wonderful. And actually, Angel, something you were saying about walking down the street, I remember when I used to go, to, you know, on these vacations, you know, taking a walk down the beach, these beautiful Caribbean white sand beaches, to go, you know, I was on one. It was a seven-mile beach, and it was like, oh, we should go for a walk. And it was like, yeah, but the all-inclusive bar is right here. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice. like, right. you know, right. didn't want to do those things. And so we went for walks, and you know, we did all those. You know, just enjoyed, it, <laughs> enjoyed, enjoyed being there. It was so much, so much better sober than any vacation right. I was drinking. And I never would have believed that in the beginning, never. I thought I was done with that, so that was um, something that was I so always cool. wanted to do,
2: awesome. <laughs> and
3: and I did it. Yeah, it was it, so was, cool. it was great. Yeah, because you get to finally um, actually enjoy it. Yeah, mm-hmm, you get to yeah. enjoy the time that you're there and actually enjoy the surroundings, and not just at a bar. Yeah, you can meet be more at a bar than the anywhere. Bar <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It was. It was so great. So.
1: Uh, well, I don't know about you, ladies, but I just, I'm like, I have had the biggest smile on my face tonight um, just listening to all of you. It's been a wonderful show.
2: And yeah, I, I thank think, you.
1: Um, Angel and Danielle for being our guests tonight. You're wonderful thank you guys. as always. Thank you guys. You guys Great. are so
2: inspiring. Thank you so much.
1: And, yeah, I appreciate um,
3: it. I've learned a lot. I love listening to all of you.
2: Likewise.
1: We love listening to you, and we'll definitely have you on again. Absolutely. Um, So I am going to wrap up the show now, and as we close the show tonight, we'd like to direct direct you to our parent organization, which is shiningstrong.org. There you will find links to all of our resources, including the Bubble Hour and Crying Out Now and other initiatives around recovery advocacy. You'll also find a link to Jean's blog on Pickled, as well as our email address, bbubblehour at gmail.com. Let us know your feedback about tonight's format and any other topic suggestions. And if you would like to go directly to the Bubble Hour's website, that is bbubblehour.com, and there you can listen to the shows directly, follow a link to, or follow a link to subscribe to our podcast. We also have links to different resources on that page, including... Danielle's um, website, which is realyourevolution.com, um, and Danielle, if you didn't hear her intro, um, she does recovery coaching and helps a lot of people, um, you know, gets over. So it's, she's a great resource, and she's on our site there. Um, and we are also on Facebook, so please be sure to like our page. And we thank you all for listening to the Bubble Hour, and hope you have a great evening. Good night, everyone. Thank you so much. Good night. Thank Thank
3: you. Bye-bye. Bye.